Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Imagine for a second a world where you wake up every morning with clearer skin, a sharper mind and boundless energy. Well, for many people, that sounds like a dream, but it isn't. It is the reality for those who quit alcohol forever. Beyond the immediate health perks, the long-term transformation is jaw-dropping. From reducing your risk of life-threatening diseases to rediscovering a zest for life, the benefits are profound. And today in this video, we're going to be breaking down what exactly you can expect to happen after you've stopped drinking alcohol for the long term. So firstly, let's kick it off with what is by far the most badly hit of organs, the liver. So the first month after your last drink will be a wonderful time for your liver. The first month will see a dramatic decline in blood markers of liver dysfunction and injuries such as AST and ALT. With chronic drinking, even moderate, most livers will also tend to accumulate fat and literally become enlarged. This is known as fatty liver and affects almost all heavy drinkers. This can also resolve in as little as two to three weeks after the last drink. More severe types of liver damage will take longer to heal. Now, you see, with sufficient alcohol consumption, liver cells actually start dying off in mass numbers. The space that they previously occupied is filled up with scar tissue, also called fibrosis. And there is no way to turn this scar tissue back into healthy tissue. Even among those drinkers with severely scarred and dysfunctional livers, those who stop drinking are far more likely to survive. Now, a large study out of Austria a few years back looked at drinkers who have moved past fatty liver to severe liver disease. After 10 years, the survival probability of those who stopped drinking was over 90% for those with mild fibrosis. For those with advanced fibrosis and an irreversibly dysfunctional liver, it was still over 50%. So those who continue to drink had much lower survival rates, under 70% for mild fibrosis and under 40 percent for advanced. Next, let's move on to the brain. So a hallmark of heavy persistent drinking is structural abnormalities in the brain. Alcohol is a neurotoxin, namely a substance that attacks and destroys nerve cells. So over time, this can lead to a shrinking of the entire brain. While brain cells die throughout the brain, certain regions of the brain are particularly susceptible. They end up shrinking to such a degree that it becomes visible through standard imaging techniques like an MRI or PET scan. Now, the good news is that after the last drink, brain volume recovers remarkably fast. Gains in the first month are rapid. After that, the recovery continues, though at a slower pace. See, those who suffered the most volume loss are also the ones with the most impressive recovery rates. This does not happen because the brain creates new cells. The brain can't do this on a grand scale. Rather, it strengthens and expands the connections between the remaining neurons. Rather alarmingly, those who relapse and start drinking again during the first year of abstinence lose all the extra brain volume that they regained. As stunning as this is, the data shows that just a couple of weeks of heavy drinking are enough to throw the person back to zero. According to the researchers that study this phenomenon, this can happen because, quote, freshly generated tissue may be particularly vulnerable to the direct and indirect toxic effects of alcohol, showing little or no pharmacodynamic tolerance. Going back to those who continue to abstain, the changes are not just confirmed to an increase in brain volume. In chronic drinkers, the quality and integrity of the brain cell's microstructure is also heavily compromised. 
compromised. This is especially the case in the so-called white matter of the brain. Qualitative imaging methods of abstaining heavy drinkers show that these qualitative changes continue to take place for several years after the last drink. Again, this is assuming that the person does not start drinking again. If they do, several years worth of gains are quickly lost. See, all this damage to the brain from drinking carries over into the cognitive abilities and performance of drinkers. In extreme cases, the injury can be so severe as to lead to full-blown dementia, but this is rare. In the vast majority of cases, the damage is subtle, and it becomes evident after careful neuropsychological testing. However, it can be extensive. Compared to non-drinkers, heavy drinkers can suffer from impaired memory, especially short-term memory, attention, and problem-solving. They can also perform worse on tasks that require cognitive flexibility and switching from one set of rules to another. Their social cognitive skills are also impaired. For example, their ability to recognize the facial expressions and emotions of other people. All these impaired skills start to recover after the last drink, but there are massive differences in the speed with which they do so. Even when you look at a single area, say memory for example, the differences can be dramatic. Depending on the type of memory task at hand, abstinent drinkers can perform as well as non-drinkers six months after their last drink or show some lingering impairment up to several years later. The general picture, however, is a slow but gradual improvement with most cognitive capacities returning to normal after just a few years. Now, what about the cardiovascular system? Well, one month into your abstinence, you can expect most cardiovascular functions to have been dramatically improved or even completely normalized. Your blood pressure and heart rate will have improved if not normalized, and anything like irregular heartbeats are likely to have resolved. In some cases, however, the damage to the heart will have been more severe. A measure of this is so-called left ventricular function. This is basically a measure of how well your heart can fill up and pump out blood with each beat. And in severe heavy drinkers, it can be seriously impaired. In these cases, it can take as little as six months for the left ventricular function to start improving. After a year and a half, it will often have made a complete recovery. But bear in mind that in some extreme cases, it won't be possible to reverse heart damage. See, in a similar way that alcohol can lead to fibrosis forming in the liver, it can do the same with the heart. Sadly, if the damage has reached the point of fibrosis, it will not be reversible. Next, let's look at the cancer risk. Now, while we don't understand exactly how alcohol mutates the cells in various tissues, the end results are indisputable. Chronic alcohol consumption increases the risk of developing certain types of cancer in some cases dramatically. Head and mouth cancer risks goes up by a whopping fivefold in heavy drinkers, while the risk of liver cancer doubles. Breast cancer, by far the most common type of cancer in women, becomes around 60% more likely. Now, thankfully, stopping drinking will A, permanently remove this nasty carcinogen from your system, and B, allow your body's natural cancer defenses to do their job. Now, according to a meta-analysis study published in 2013, the risk of liver cancer drops by around 6-7% a year after stopping. Now, I should clarified that the available data isn't of the highest quality, and this figure is based on a mathematical model where a lot of assumptions had to be made. So don't take this 6 or 7% as carved in stone. At any rate, given these assumptions, the researchers calculated that it would take 23 years after quitting for the risk of liver cancer to drop to the levels of somebody who never drank. Another team of researchers reviewed the published data with regards to A, head and neck, and B, esophageal cancer. They found that after stopping drinking, it takes about two years for the risk of esophagus cancer to start dropping. The probability of head and neck cancer needed around a decade to start falling. Given the nature of the decline, the researchers estimated that it would require 20 years for the risk of both types of cancer to equal that of never drinkers. It's better late than never, and the best time to do something about this is always now. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.